0: Democracy Box is a year-long Oh My Days Productions research project. It is non-partisan and funded by a cluster. The Democracy Box is exploring how we share the basic level of information about our UK democracy to the largest number of people possible across multiple media platforms.
1: At the core of this project are young co-creators, including from low voter turnout constituencies, co-creating new ways to tell the story of our UK democracy that every citizen should know. We are two of those young co-creators. My name is Alexandra Jones, I'm 21 and I'm from Blackwood.
0: My name is Lauren clifford Keen, and I'm 19 and from Cardiff.
1: And we are your hosts for episode three of the Democracy Box podcast. Episode three, the different kinds of representatives in the three realms of government that our hero must understand.
0: And our guest today is Molly Richmond. So Molly, could you tell us a bit about yourself? Uh, hi, I'm Molly. I'm 19 from Cardiff. So for our first question, how much do you know about local government, devolved government and the UK government? And who is
2: responsible for what? Probably not a lot, I'd say. I, I feel like I probably know the basics of it, like every general election, or vote for local MPs and then... The party with the most MPs that have been elected, the leader of their party becomes prime minister. I know like the basics, but I wouldn't say I know much more than that, to be honest.
0: Do you know much about like devolved governments and like the first minister and like the members of Senate?
2: No, not really. Like they're all phrases I've heard before, but I don't think I could tell you what they were specifically.
0: With the members of Senate, I think it's 60 members. And there's like four that represent you. One of them is like for your constituency. And then the three others are for your like region. Right. I think the devolved looks at health, education, culture, sport, agriculture. And these are like the devolved powers. What do you think about that?
2: I didn't know that that's what they did. Like, it's definitely a thing I've heard before. I just didn't know specifically what they're... Job was.
1: So there's like two different versions of power, if you will. There's reserved and then there's devolved. The reserved powers are in the hands of the entire UK government, and then the devolved powers have been broken off and separated and given to each nation. So Wales has control over its own health and social care, education, agriculture, transport, like um, Lauren was saying, and then the reserved powers are just different powers really so it's like um, immigration trade policy foreign affairs that kind of thing so it's like more of a UK wide kind of thing right you get what I mean yeah I get it Um, and broadcasting as well is one of them how do you
2: feel about not knowing this information I mean I think it's definitely something I should know more about but I feel like it just sort of never came up that much in like school, probably it should have come up more in school because it's definitely something we should all know, but we sort of watched a video in like a year eight form lesson roughly explaining it, and no one was really paying attention and that was about it. I think a lot of it was more about getting the grades rather than actually understanding things you might need to know in like involving politics and stuff like that.
0: What do you think we should do about
2: helping young people understand it? All? I think just talking more about it in schools would definitely help to start with at least actually bringing it up and like talking about it in more depth is definitely a good start.
0: Well like generally when it comes to democracy and like getting involved in it there's like other ways you can do it all year apart from like election days. so you can like protest and campaign if you want to, start petitions, exercise your like freedom of speech, you can have like discussions with other people about it you could join your like local youth parliament and like do lobbying for like the things you're passionate about if you want to as well you can like contact your elected representatives about anything that like you're concerned about have you ever gotten in contact with your ms mp or councillor about a problem
2: i don't think i have personally no i know people that have over various things
0: do you know who our mp is
2: it's joe stevens right
0: yeah, yeah yeah through this project like we got shown like these websites you can look at to find like your elected representatives
1: there's they work for you and then there's right to them as well you just if you just google this and then who can i vote for as well. dot uk. yeah and they're all really helpful in helping you find who represents you are you familiar with the different kinds of representatives you can have
2: no not really i just kind of assumed it was just there was an mp and that was about it to be honest
1: before we learned all about this in the project like i'm from the valleys and from blackwood and i was never exposed to politics in general like i don't have particularly political parents again like you i wasn't really taught about politics in school the only thing i heard about was like left or right and it was only really around election times that anyone really felt political or it it really seemed like anyone really gave a damn about it after doing this and learning so much like because uh, Lauren and I attended group sessions really where we talked about politics and we were given a bunch of resources to read through and we had to try and work out what sort of style we like to hear about it and how because you know it can be quite a dry topic can not it politics yeah Um, I
2: get what you mean yeah
1: but these workshops were like particularly creative. It just gave a complete different spin on it, and it also the feeling of like I don't know if you feel it. i um, I feel it personally, like some sort of element of shame of not knowing or like uh, being blamed for not knowing or being considered ignorant for not knowing. When I don't actually think that it's young people's fault. Yeah. They aren't exposed to it? I don't know how. How do you feel about that?
2: Yeah, I think once you're sort of. In high school I think it sort of seems like it's just some something you're supposed to know but you never like strictly get taught it but it's just you're expected to know about it already and then you just go along with it.
0: We're in like a similar kind of friendship groups Molly in yeah. high school so I feel like friends would like discuss politics but more like the parties and like what's going on in the news and like the election days and stuff. Yeah, like, definitely. Less so about how the actual system works and like trying to figure it out and stuff. So when I went onto this project, like it was quite unexpected for me because I just felt like, oh, democracy, like we can all vote, but there's so much more to it than that. And then I think learning, being able to learn about the system, made it seem less of an overwhelming, like heavy subject to me. It was quite powerful for me to be able to have the knowledge. Of how the system works so I can like help change it because democracy is just like something that changes over time according to like what people need in society what do you think of that Molly
2: yeah I mean I definitely agree about all you really hear about when you're talking to people about it is like the parties and the left, left and right and all that and I don't think you really like learn about the system and like The only time it really gets talked about is when there's going to be a general election and then the rest of the time you do kind of ignore it a little bit.
0: How do you perceive
2: democracy in general? Like, what does it mean to you? I guess it's not a massive thing that I've thought about specifically, but I think it's important. Like, it's good that everyone gets to vote and have their say and stuff, but it's not, I don't know, it's not really something I think about a lot, really. I don't know it's just I guess it's kind of not boring but it's kind of seen as boring a lot of the time because it's like just big a big serious topic that a lot of people don't really talk about but like they kind of do when it's in the news and it's relevant and stuff like that but it's not really something that comes up a lot.
1: Do you think it has anything to do with feeling powerless like your your say will make a difference anyway because I know that's definitely how I felt in the past
2: yeah i think definitely especially before you can vote like before you're old enough i think it's kind of this thing that you know is happening but it doesn't really affect you so you just kind of stay out of it
1: we were all too young to vote in the um brexit election weren't we oh
0: yeah Yeah.
1: i remember just feeling so frustrated that i couldn't get involved or make a difference and it's actually they've changed the voting age now in wales to sixteen. But that was only last year. So I just think next time something larger, like a decision like Brexit, comes up, I think you'll have a massive impact now that younger people have more of a say. That has only come as a result of democracy and as a yeah. result of a giant decision made by people. And I think that's pretty cool, to be honest. I think I wish that was in place for me when I, where, at the time.
2: I, I felt like that, was it last year? Last time there was a general election because it was in December and my birthday was the next month, my 18th. So like most of my friends got to vote in it and I didn't. And it was just a bit like annoying that they all got to sort of have yeah. their say in it and I didn't.
0: I only really heard about that the voting age was lowered only recently in Wales. I feel like they just don't really like notify people enough about this kind of big changes being made and how like, you can
2: get involved, and how that helps, benefits you. I heard about it because I have a younger brother who's 15, so I think he got a letter or something saying he should register to vote. So I think I heard about it through him. Yeah, it's weird that if something comes up in a few months or something, he might get his first vote at the same time I do, even though I'm three years older. How much do you feel you can impact democracy locally? I mean, I know there's things I can do, like voting and sort of writing to uh different representatives and things like that i don't know yeah i think i should probably be more involved in it than i am i don't think i've done much to do with it previously but i I know there's things i can do if i want to be more involved in it i guess and make more of a difference
1: there's no shame at all in not being involved i've personally never written to an mp
2: I think it's like I vaguely know how it works if I was pushed to get involved with it. But yeah, I just don't really feel like at the minute it's something that I need to be getting involved in. Obviously, like if there was an issue or something, then I probably would.
0: What ways do you think that the government could like help make the democracy seem much more like approachable and less boring and more like, fun to learn and understand?
2: I think, again, it would probably start in schools. You'd have to learn more about it there to make it seem more approachable and something like that's easier to do. If you learn more about it at school and stuff, it would be sort of more normalised and less weird of a thing to do.
0: What issues are important to you generally?
2: Main things are probably like equality and Black Lives Matter and climate change. They're all probably the main things that I'm concerned with.
1: There are actual things in place that Wales has established, such as the Wellbeing for Future Generations Act. Have you ever heard of that?
2: No, I don't think I have.
1: So it came about in 2015. Every public body in Wales or organisation has to abide by this certain set of regulations that consider the future of children that haven't even been born yet. So everything's kind of taken into consideration future generations and yeah that's something that people all around the world look to Wales for inspiration for and that's to do with climate and that's as a direct result of democracy and this worry I think it might feel like you don't have power over anything like you say oh they already know my problem or they already know but actually the pressure I think of a lot of people expressing their opinion does have weight because if people if everyone assumed that Oh, I'm not gonna complain about something because they already know that I'm mad about it. They I know these um politicians seem like magical beings outside of our knowledge, but they also are mind readers, I think. So like they can't assume that everyone that we're upset about climate change. Or like, I reckon you you and your friends probably have a lot of conversations and ideas about the environment that you're a member of Senate could probably do with hearing because they don't get exposed to conversations like this a lot, really, because, because we do avoid politics so much or we're so disengaged with it all.
0: They don't really talk to young people a lot, like what Alex said, because there's like a low voter turnout of young people in politics. But if, like anything, like if you put a lot of weight to it and make your voice heard, then it will be noticeable And obviously they have to like address it in some way because the elected representatives that are supposed to represent you and listen to you and what your needs are, you know, they work for you at the end of the day. So you may as well say something to them.
2: Yeah, it's a good point.
0: What three things do you think we should do
2: in Wales to help combat climate change? I mean, I think... All the little things that could add up would be quite like helpful in the grand scheme of things. So like maybe not even abolishing single-use plastic yet, but definitely finding ways of reducing it. Different restrictions on cars or public transport, so the emissions are less, things like that, would definitely help. Maybe like the meat industry? Yeah, reducing it in some way would help. What would make you feel like your views are important? Representatives in government listening to young people more, like openly, like hearing about them, having discussions with young people and things, just would make us feel more part of it, I think.
0: If you petition to the Welsh Parliament and it gets 50 signatures, they have to look at your petition. And if it gets over 10,000, it has to be debated. So I feel like all you need to do is just start a petition or something you're passionate about if you just share it. Didn't we have someone we know from school who started a petition?
2: I was about to say that. Yeah, I think it was during like the middle of the Black Lives Matter protest last summer. And I think they started a petition about uh, like education for black history in schools or something like that. And it got loads of signatures it just
0: shows like how easy it is to like start something as an ordinary person and have it like become quite a big thing but also if you contact your member of senate and like see them they can also take your point forward if you persuade them that you have a lot of support from other young people yeah so like i can imagine like it feels like the elected representatives might be a bit like unapproachable maybe like particularly your mp but like or, or ms but like you can just talk to them and they'll be happy to listen to you, especially as a young person.
1: And I just found out that they're paid over 60k a year. Yeah. It feels quite powerful knowing that now. Like when you turn it around, and you think think this idea of power and you think like, oh, it's so out of my reach. But now actually, now I know this and how much they're actually paid. And this is their literal job description is to listen and represent people. It kind of feels like the power's shifted and I feel more powerful knowing that.
2: Yeah, I mean, I... I definitely hadn't thought of it like that before, but it's cool to put it in that perspective.
1: So there's 650 constituencies in the whole of the UK. Um, So that's for the UK government level. And Wales, so if we just go to the devolved powers now, so Wales has 60 members of the Senate, whereas the UK government has 650 MPs. Each person is represented by one constituency person, member of the Senate, and four regional members of the Senate. Scotland has 129 members of Scottish Parliament and each person has um, one constituency member of the Scottish Parliament and then seven regional. And then Northern Ireland has 60 members of the MLA. And it's weird because I would have thought Northern Ireland would have been like Northern Ireland Member of Parliament, but it's actually called the MLA, which is Members of the Legislative Assembly. And they actually don't have um, regional members of the legislative assembly they have five constituency ones so it's just so different like I'm not sure I think it has some relation oh no it does have a relation to population and there's this thing um called the four boundary commissions that review and change the number of members of each devolved government based on population size But I think it's just crazy how Wales has 60 members, Scotland has 129 and then Northern Ireland has 60, as opposed to the entire of the UK having 650. I don't know why that seems so unbalanced to me. I will definitely have to read about why or ask the MP about why.
0: Yeah, I was looking at that this morning and it's just so weird how like the members of like those devolved parliaments like differ massively in like who represents you and how many like members there are. I don't think we like we get taught enough like about like the devolved governments in like other places other than Wales, like in Scotland and Northern Ireland.
2: Because most of the time when you learn about it, you just sort of learn about the UK Parliament as a whole. I barely knew anything about uh, the devolved things and the Welsh Senate and stuff like that. So I think it's definitely good to know that there's a difference.
1: same here really i didn't know i still don't know enough about the senate after today i'm definitely going to have a a closer look i didn't realize how much power the senate had it didn't occur to me even like who changes your bins what time do your street lights come on recycling because i know we care about sustainability so say if i was to say who would you contact if you wanted your rubbish picked up at on a thursday instead of a wednesday
2: no i mean off the top of my head i definitely wouldn't know i'd I'd google it or something like that but i wouldn't yeah. i wouldn't know off the top of my head
1: it's actually your local council so remember we were on about councillors mayors mps and then members yeah. of the senate you'd go to your councillor for that and there's no shame in not knowing because i didn't know that off the top of my head i've got a piece of paper in front of me that tells me this isn't it wonderful how there's like different people allocated to all these different things and i find it quite crazy how we don't this isn't common knowledge like it really should be common knowledge yeah definitely to everyone.
0: yeah they don't really emphasize how much change you can make in your local area because I think when it comes to democracy in general it can do some people for quite a few people it can feel like they don't have a lot of change within like Wales or like UK in general but just thinking more about your area it's much more easier to make change in your area about the things you're passionate about I guess it's easier to break it down, so like, depending on like, you, the topic that you're passionate about, you could like, go to either your counsellor for like your pavements, or member of the Senate for like health issues, or you go to your UK government about immigration,
2: if you want to talk about immigration. I definitely didn't know how many different people there were and what they were for.
1: Like, that's quite a lot of different people to go to for different things. Mm. Isn't it? It seems like Mm. quite complex. Can you imagine if there was just one source that you had to go through about everything?
0: It feels like that has been, well, not what's taught, but like the general impression, like people always discuss like MPs and people don't, people will discuss councillors, but don't really realise how big of a role a councillor has in your area. And people really especially don't discuss like members of Senate because I just don't think like how the Senate works is really taught enough to people.
2: I mean, especially before this, I I knew MPs. I thought they were sort of the main person you went to. And then like councillors could help with like smaller things, maybe. I don't know. I don't think I really understood the different things. How Hmm. do you
1: feel after this conversation? How are you feeling? It's definitely cool to find out
2: how many more people there are and more about the Senate specifically and stuff like that. Because I didn't know any of it really.
0: After learning all this information, it like feels so much easier to contact like my elected representatives on like an issue that I might want to explore. Because like, especially with like climate change and stuff,
1: we do have way more power than we actually realize, and it's just about understanding what power we have, understanding that democracy is ever evolving, and the power is ultimately with the people, and just learning how to navigate that. Really, I don't think it's anyone's fault for not being taught it I don't I don't think there's any shame in not knowing I just think we're privileged to have a vote and we're privileged to have our say and we have like somewhat of a duty to understand it and to get to know it and to educate myself and my friends that don't get exposed to these conversations either I'd just like to say thank you very much for being here today and for our conversation
0: so this podcast is in collaboration with you Cymru if you've enjoyed listening to the democracy box podcast why don't you have a listen to youth pod made for young people by young people like this one hi and welcome to this picking brains part of the democracy box podcast i'm lauren
1: I'm Alex, and today we're talking to Jenny Rathbone, member of Senate for Cardiff Central.
3: Thank you very much for inviting me.
0: No problem. So, Jenny, could you tell us a bit more about your job and what you do?
3: Well, I represent Cardiff Central, which is a fantastically diverse constituency. Uh, We've got the poorest communities in Wales, as well as the richest, and they live pretty much cheek by jowl. And we have a wonderful array of different languages spoken. I think it's just such a privilege to have that diversity in my constituency. Because it's Cardiff Central, there's lots of really important things go on in Cardiff Central, like the Millennium Stadium, like um, the Cardiff Central station, the bus station. We still don't have. um, So I love the job.
1: Can you give us a, a rundown of your typical day at work?
3: Well, at the moment, it's very different, isn't it? Because I can't go around visiting people. I can't go and see projects. So my day uh, this morning, I started off in in a committee meeting. And um, this afternoon, I've done two videos, had two further meetings, one of quite a feisty meeting with Cardiff Council, uh, representing an organisation, a voluntary organisation who haven't been well treated. So, but every day is different
0: so, what is a committee then?
3: The Senate meets there 's sixty of us at the moment. The Senate meets in plenary twice a week, and then we have committees looking at different things like education, health, local government, and the environment i 'm on the environment committee, and i 'm also on the public accounts committee Scrutiny of the role of government the The, the public accounts committee is is there by statute. Um, It can only ever be chaired by a member of the opposition. And it basically holds the government to account um, for their performance um, and other public bodies. So we've done a lot of work with um, Cardiff Airport, a lot of work with uh, Betsy Cadwalla, the health board and other organisations who've come to our attention. Can, um, can anyone join a committee? No, the membership of the committee is made up in proportion to the representation of each of the political parties. So, for example, on the Environment Committee, where it's called the Climate Change, Environment and Rural Affairs Committee, there are three Labour members and three opposition members, but it's chaired by a, a Labour member who has the casting vote, if it ever comes to that, but it rarely does, actually. But Miss committee's operate um, con- on a consensual basis. So you, you have to leave your, your political infighting or disagreements at the door because you're not going to get much done in committees unless you collaborate on what you can agree on. What
0: specifically is a legislation?
3: Legislation is basically changing the law I was involved in legislating on the Wellbeing of Future Generations Act, which is one of the most radical pieces of legislation anywhere in the world, because it commits all 46 public bodies, not just the Welsh Government, all local authorities and a whole range of other organisations, to operate in line with the, the seven goals and the ways of working. How would a young person begin to go about becoming an MS? got to join a political party your chances of being elected as an independent is minimal you might be able to get away with that in local government uh, particularly in parish councils but in uh, certainly in national politics you you do need to be part of a political party we still have the odd independent because they fall out with uh, some other party and then they they leave it but they have very very little uh, power in the Senate as if they're not part of a political party. My advice always is to do something that gives you some experience that you want to bring to the party. You can bring your lived experience to the, the job. If you do it too young, I think you can struggle sometimes. You'll be bombarded with things that come across us, which sometimes we talk about palliative care end-of-life care you know some young people will have a lot of experience and that sort of thing but others you know flooding you know there's, there's a lot of responsibility that goes with the job I think it's always really useful to think back on experience you've had in life to enable you to see things from other people's perspective
0: so what does democracy mean to you
3: democracy is the best way of uh, resolving conflict and disagreement
1: how did you um first get into politics and start learning about it
3: I think I was in, I was interested in politics from a very early age I lived in Liverpool poverty was all around me it was it was in the 1950s one of the people in my gang his father was um, a GI an American a black American GI and his mother was bringing him up as a single parent so there was a huge amount of prejudice around that in those days. And so from there, I graduated into being uh, interested in politics in the wider sense of the word.
1: Part of me wonders, or did wonder a bit more before I got involved in this, is, um, and this could be quite conspiracy theory-esque of me, so forgive me if I'm sounding like I'm, I'm not making much sense, but I was wondering... Are young people not clearly taught about what democracy is in the system, kept in the dark about politics and what it means in general, in order mm. so that less people have a say, so that less change is made? If you don't have the means to change something, or you don't have the tools in order to know how you can change something, or how you can get in touch, or how you can campaign, or however you can get involved in politics, if you don't know how to do
3: that, is that purposeful so that people less, so the boat isn't rocked as much? Well, it's certainly the case that people who have power often are not very keen to share it. Um, you know, we, you just have to look at the struggle for the vote, um, both for um, universal suffrage and for uh, women to have the vote. You know, women were dismissed as being not able to <laughs> exercise their the right to vote because they were second class citizens. And we still have these sort of problems in other countries where people are denied the right to decide who is in their government. In the old days, um, before um, ordinary people had the vote, they were still getting taxed um, for the benefit of other people. Uh, And that was one of the rallying cries um, of people who struggled to get to ensure that we had a democratic system. And that is why we've now given um, the vote not just to 16 and 17-year-olds, but to foreign citizens living um, in wales because why shouldn't they're paying their taxes just like anybody else so why shouldn't they have the vote absolutely they should
0: a slightly different question but do you think you can explain in a nutshell the difference between devolved government and government and why we have them both and what's even the difference
3: in the 19th century uh, the encyclopedia britannica said for wales see england because of wales's language and culture We've always regarded ourselves as needing uh, our own say over the things that we uh, are going to be able to do separately. And it's much better to have decisions made in Wales about things that we need to be able to do something about. Things like immigration, policy, foreign affairs, best decided uh, with the other three nations. But for, for the most part, we need to make our own decisions about how we spend money on our health service, who owns our health service, are we going to have a privatised service? No, we are not. Um, these sorts of things have become really important. And without de- devolved government, the, the Welsh National Health Service would have been at risk.
0: What power do I as a young person have?
3: The power you have as a young person is, A, you get to decide who you want to be your representative and then number two, once you've, it's been decided by the majority who is going to be your representatives, you need to then hold them to account with the promises that they have made to the electorate. And you've said you said you were going to do something about improving the amount of affordable housing that's available. You haven't done it. Why not? What are you going to do about my problems?
1: Thank you so much for coming today, Jenny. It's been really nice
3: talking to you. No. Thank- yeah, it's, it's been a pleasure. And I think your project is a really fantastic one, really really great to have young people asking these n- nitty questions that we all need to be able to answer and th- the more young people know how to hold people to account the better things are
0: well thank you to the listeners for listening, you've been listening to Picking Brains on the Democracy Box podcast I'm Lauren clifford Keane
1: and I'm Alexandra Jones
0: thank you for listening, bye thank you,
1: goodbye everyone <laughs>
3: You have been listening to the Democracy Box podcast, brought to you by Oh My Days Productions. The Democracy Box is a non-partisan research and development project funded by Cluster and created by me, Yvonne Murphy, a.k.a. Oh My Days Productions. It involves young people from around Wales as co-creators, creating content which explains the basics of our democracy for other young people, old people and everyone in between. Coming up next in episode four, what is the difference between a parliament and a government?